Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talk Junkies, where tonight is going to be a very interesting night, a very great night. We have a, an OG3 coming on to the show. I'm not going to say exactly who yet, but this individual has been on Talk Junkies multiple times. First, first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to Pat um, and Caleb with the Missouri Liberty Alliance coming on uh, last week and kind of discussing what it is that their initiative is and, and their goals are for Missouri. And I'm very proud to live in Missouri um, because... It's just a great state. We're the freest gun state in, in America right now, which is really cool. Um, we're the fifth freest state, according to Pat. It's just it's just a beautiful place to live in. And I really greatly appreciate what Pat and, and the Missouri Liberty Alliance are doing for Missourians. That's really cool, man. Because a lot of people... Killing it. Yeah. They're just killing it. If you, There's if you, no other way to describe it. Than, if you either A, live in Missouri, B, care about gun rights, or C, are not okay with how things are ran in the federal government, then last week's podcast is for you. If yeah. and if you fill any of those roles, it, it's a beautiful thing that's happening here. I'm I'm so proud to be so such a like not even a drop in the bucket. Just being able here to see it is like man, you can combat the federal government, which is I think so many people get lost in that idea that you can't. Man, we are proven that you can. Yeah, in in Missouri, we can, we can be a standalone state and say no, we're not going to conform to to your your agenda. We're we're going to do our own thing. And we have SEPA with teeth because there are yeah. multiple states that have SEPA. Missouri has teeth. Again, like Pat said, ATF agents are leaving Missouri because they can't work with local law enforcement. They're retiring. They're quitting. Yeah. yeah. Which is a beautiful thing. But anyways, um, and, and after having Pat on and, and just thinking about who would be the next guest on Talk Junkies, there's no better person to bring on than Dan. Dan, like the, how you feel about the Constitution is very beautiful, man. The movement that you created on Facebook with however many thousands of followers that you had – um, and, uh, and unfortunately Facebook is suppressing that type of information. Um, thank you for what you've done, man. And what you feel about the constitution and about each and every single person's rights that are born in this country. We appreciate you, man. Dan, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Thanks for that introduction. You, you deserve know. it, my man. <laughs> well, it's nice to be appreciated because most, most of the time, most of the time, uh, you start talking about the constitution, people's eyes just glaze over and, you know. It's uh, it's it's not something that that most people wanted to get into a conversation about because they start talking about, you know, well, the government does this and the law says that. And it's like, no, what I'm telling you is the Constitution is the law. You know, that's that's the that's the the foundation of everything. And the, and the law governs the government it doesn't govern us. You know, it's it's our agreement about what the government can and can't do. And if, if we don't enforce that, then the government's just going to do whatever it is. It's like an unruly child. You know, you leave a list of, of rules for your children and, and you go away and they don't they don't obey those rules. You know, you don't have to enforce it the first time or the second time, but it's all written down. So at any time you can set your foot down and say, OK, kids, I've had enough of this. Here's the deal. These are the rules. You all are following them. And if you're not, then, you know, we're going to have to have a meeting of the minds. That's the simplest way to man, put it, man. Man, and that's so beautiful. And oh. you, you've said that before. You've said that oh. before. That's the most simplest way to look at it. Oh. That's exactly how our government is, has taken control over absolutely everything that's going on in our lives right now. Because mm -hmm. the, the people haven't done anything about it. The kids are running the house. Yeah. Yeah. They don't teach that shit in schools, and it pisses me off. Anyway. That's but unfortunately, a lot of, I mean, unfortunately, sorry, a lot of people are starting to wake up to what's going on with what the government's doing. And are we so far past the point of not listening to the the constitution to where we can turn back or are those laws still in place and and we do have some sort of clarity 
Well, the, the, the good thing is the Constitution is, is written down. I mean, it's, it's not like some, it's not like some, some nebulous kind of thing where. It's know, not hard to read either. It's like, right. I'm a layman and I can understand it. It's, it's real easy to read. And that's exactly why it was written that way specifically. They, they avoided using legalese and a lot of, you know, a lot of legal terms and everything like that to make it so that it would, it would be, um, something that, that people at that time, just the layman would be able to understand, but that it would survive over time too. So they did, they didn't use a whole lot of, of fancy words, you know, whose meanings might, might change over time. Right. The, the, the second amendment, the way that it's written, you know, it specifically doesn't say anything about muskets or any kind of specific weapons or arms or anything like that, because they wanted to be sure that as things moved forward, you know, we weren't going to be stuck with that. Well, and, and, and like when we had uh, Pat and Caleb on last week, Caleb made a good point. Like a lot of the verbiage that happened back in that time was completely different on what we consider that verbiage today. Oh yeah. He specifically talked about, and I, I mean, he specifically talked about a regulated militia and people believe that regulated means government regulation, but that's not what that means. Regulated back then uh, or to regulate meant to make efficient. So a well-efficient, well-oiled militia that is ready to do what it needs to do. Yeah. Regulated like, being enforced and made a part of, you know what I mean? Nothing to like, do with the government. Right. It has yeah. nothing to do with the government or an organization is, you know. But something that something that was that was an ongoing thing. It wasn't just like, you know, okay, well, guys, we're gonna be we're gonna be in our militia, and and uh, here's our here's our little militia, and we'll meet again in six months and, and talk about militia stuff. It wasn't like that, you know. Regulated means that that this is an ongoing situation where it's a daily thing, you know. You're not you're not necessarily walking around and marching, but you, you know, but the the militia is about is about your neighborhood your neighbors, your family, and making sure that, that everybody's connected and knows what's going on so that so that if there is something happening, there's there is a a group there that can respond to it. You don't have to call somebody on the phone that's gonna be fifteen minutes away that's getting a government paycheck and it's like, oh geez, I gotta go out here again. No, your neighbor is right there and he goes, I know exactly what's happening. I, I got you covered, man. Man, that's you know? what we've talked about before. If, yeah. Man, if if Jesse lived across the street and I live next door to you, Paul, like all three of us lived here or whatever. And we're all, dude, I know that, or you should know, or any of us should know that if someone breaks into your house, we got your back and we'll be here way faster than the police. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, you recently had an altercation. Um, I'm not talking about the last podcast that we did with this altercation, but before the podcast, you were kind of mentioning something. Um, can you shed light on that and kind of just let us know what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, I've been I've been uh, uh, I've been an advocate for the Constitution and, and constitutional rights for a long time, and so I've gotten into into numerous confrontations with with various government officials about stuff, and 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 uh, I I regularly do things just to poke at them. So uh, anyway, I've I've had a, a temporary tag on my car since uh, 2015. You know, it's my property. There's no, there's no uh, reason for the government to know anything about it. But a temporary tag on your car is legal in all 50 states. Well, they recently uh, changed the law to try to make, you know, make some, some changes to that stuff. I left the temporary tag on my car, and, 
And when you uh, say finally, law, sorry to interrupt you. When you say law, Supreme Court law is that what you're talking about? No, no, in South Carolina. Okay, so it's state state level. Okay, right, right. So, um, so you know, police pull you over, and you know they want to know all this stuff. So anyway, we got I got uh, got pulled over, and this this uh, this police officer decided that he was going to make some kind of case out of this whole thing, and so. Uh, um, he attacked me, busted out my window, and uh, took me to jail. So we're going to be going to court in uh, August, and we're going to take a we're going to have a jury trial on this thing, and we're going to take the constitutional route because, you know, the thing is, is that this this is this is why the Constitution is so important because once you understand how it limits the government, it makes interactions with the government a whole lot different. Okay. Anytime that a, that a police officer pulls up behind you and tries to pull you over, you're being accused of a crime. And he's going to prosecute that crime on the side of the road. Right. He's going to give you a ticket that has a fine on it and says, you know, you got to you got to pay this fine. And it's up to him to decide whether or not he wants to bother with taking you to jail or not. That's that's the, the power that he's assumed. But, you know, once you're accused of a crime, you cannot be you cannot be required to be a witness against yourself. Right. That's the Fifth Amendment protection. Mm -hmm. So you're not required to provide him with any information, period. Not your identity, not your insurance information, not your registration in your car. None of that stuff. That's what the Constitution says. The right of the people to be the Fourth Amendment, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. Right. Now, there's a second part of that we'll get we'll get to in a second. But, you know, that that says right there that the government doesn't have the authority to to come in and just interfere with you at, at will. You know, the second part lays out what is warranted and it must be something where where a person swears out by oath or affirmation. They say that they have observed you doing something. They have to have that warrant in hand. So police officers actually don't have any authority until they get a warrant, you know. But we've allowed them to be this armed government vigilante group running around, you know, randomly enforcing as at their whim, um, and the, and at their selective process, enforcing you know what they think should happen at any particular time. And any time, any time that that you that a person is pulled over. Um, I'm sure y'all have, have at various times been, been pulled over for some kind of infraction. You know that, that you are you are under the control of that officer. You're you're at his mercy. Right? You which is a scary which thing. that's a scary thought. It really is. And you're also taught to believe that too though. You're taught to conform and just do those types of things. Right, right. Just comply and it'll be okay. And it's like, no, that's not the American way. The American way is that police officer doesn't have any authority until he has a warrant in hand. He has to know specifically who you are and why you're coming, and he's got to inform you of that. You know, I have a warrant here that says that I need to take you into custody. So if you're if you're taken into custody by by a police officer who doesn't have a warrant in his hand, then something has gone wrong. You know, he's overstepped his authority. You know, he's overstepped his his bounds with all that. And no one's and this, really. This, 
No one's really ever tested these people whenever they do these types of things. No one's ever tested it. They just went along with it and conformed. Well, some people test it and then just end up getting a shit ton of fines and prison time. But not enough people. But, like, there have been Supreme Court rulings, and specifically in your case, when you're traveling on a a highway or a local road, like, that if you're not involved in any type of commerce, then you are not required or obligated to have insurance or tags if you're just driving from point A to point B, you're not and you're not making money. You're not required by law. And this was like Supreme Court rulings in like the 70s and 80s, to where you weren't you weren't ob- obliged to. Did I say that right? Ob- obliged, obliged, obliged to to participate in that type of environment. Right, because because driving is a specific driving is a commercial activity. Right, cowboys were cattle drovers. Because they were taking they were taking a product from one place to market, they were they were engaged in commercial activity. So a driver is someone who's engaged in commercial activity. Yep. Right. So when we talk about a driver's license, if I'm not engaged in commercial activity, I'm not a driver. Nope. Right. And I'm operating my own property. So if I'm within my own property, you know, operating it, it doesn't matter if it's on a public highway or where it is. You know, that's that's not anything that the government has any say about. Right. The only time there would be any any kind of uh, opportunity for the government to say anything is if in operating my vehicle, I cause harm to someone else. Exactly. Right. Yep. So I don't want to digress. I don't want to digress too much, but this is where it gets funny for me, because there's this dude. He has a YouTube channel called like Paul something, and he does the type of he was in a similar scenario that you were in where he got pulled over for not having tags on his car. And he had a legitimate conversation with an officer and he told him exactly wh- what was up. And he's like, Hey dude, like I'm not required by any stretch of the imagination to have anything that you're asking me of. Mm-hmm. But what's funny to me and what's is when, and I know they changed the Supreme court rulings to where I'm sure it's in favor of people having to have driver's licenses, insurance and shit like that. So they changed mm-hmm. the Supreme court ruling, but people will refer. And, and I know I'm digressing a little bit and sorry, Dan, you can go right back into it, but I just, I want to make this point is that when they're trying to force back the specific VXX right now, they're trying to force it on everyone. And people are like, well, can they legally do that? Can they legally force someone to take a jab into their arm? And people are like, well, yeah, of course they can, because there was a Supreme Court ruling in 1905, Jake Jacobson versus Massachusetts. So what's funny to me is, is that they can go back to the early 1900s and pick out this Supreme Court ruling but they won't take a Supreme Court ruling when it comes to car insurance. It's called cherry picking, man. Exactly. Well, they're they're, they're cherry picking what works for them at the time. Exactly. And, 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 and they're the overarching authority. And it's not so, even that. It's just normal. And that's how people view it, actually. It's normal. They, they're not. But there's also the fact that did when did we ever give the Supreme Court the right to interpret the Constitution? It's very true. And that's, that's what. It. Yeah, that's it right there. Like, they there's nothing. There's nothing in the Constitution that says that an overarching government can now interpret said constitution. No. That was the right. whole point of the, like the, the whole point of the constitution the rules. You know, that's like it's it's like the the kids coming you coming in and saying, "Well, you know, we've been eating Oreos, we've been eating Oreos three at a time for months." It's like, "Well, yeah, but I told you you could have one after you ate dinner." One. Oh, well, yeah, I did. I, I had I No, the way I interpret is that, that I had one and then I had another one and then another one and then a you, could, you don't get to interpret the rules. I made the rules. I get to interpret the rules. Right. If you have a question about the rules, I'm the one you come to to find out what, what the rules mean. You don't, get to, you don't get to make up some kind of interpretation. And when I say I, I mean, you know, all of us. 
the American people, we the people. The government doesn't get to sit there and have a conference with itself and say, hey, you know what? We've decided that it's better for us if if we get to eat these these Oreos one right after the other. It's like, no, it, it I made the rule and the rule says you get one. Especially the you fact that more than one then you have broken the rules. Even if us as a people determine the Supreme Court to actually be a legitimate way to interpret the Constitution, there's still the fact that Supreme Court justices have no expiration or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, they don't... They're just there. Like, when a justice is appointed to the Supreme Court... They're there until they die. They're they're just there till they die. Like, there's no... Right. There's no whole... There's no restriction on them. And that's that's one of the other dangerous things about, you know, the whole idea of case law and precedent and, you know, Supreme Court interpretation is is that is that it can go back and forth and, you know, 90% of the Supreme Court rulings that come through, we never even know about. But the government knows about them. The, you know, the people in the in the government who are interested in those things know about it and they'll whip that out in front of you and say, you know, well, the Supreme Court says this. It's like I, I don't care what the Supreme Court says. They don't have any authority over me. I haven't brought a case before them. The only time that they got they got have the ability to say anything specifically to me is when I have brought a case or I've been involved in a case that is before them and they have made a ruling on that case. Until that time, the Supreme Court means nothing to me. It means nothing to any of you. They don't get a say about anything that we do. Now I don't mind. I'm I'm not I'm not opposed to using their own tools against them because. You know, some of the some of the rulings that they have made, you know, these judges who sit on these on these court benches and stuff love to talk about, um, you know, case law and precedent. But even they don't know anything about it. You know, they don't know what the what the law is and what the law and what the the case law says. But, you know, the case law is is there um, for us to use, you know, not not there for us to use it. The case law is there. And if we choose to, we can use that to our advantage to throw them off the track because they, they will, if you've ever gone to, um, if you've ever gone to court, if you ever, if you ever end up having to go and do a, a traffic ticket or anything like that, it's a pain in the butt, but make sure you do a, a, a um, a jury trial. Right. And, and if, if you guys ever get into a situation like that and you want some advice on your, on your, thing to proceed with it, you know, I'll be glad to talk to you about it because I, I already beat a state prosecutor in court over, over a similar situation like this a few years ago, kicked his ass. And, you know, the judge the whole time was screaming, you know, because he dismissed the jury or didn't dismiss the jury. He, he excused the jury over my protest from the courtroom three or four different times because I was talking about the constitution and he wanted to shut that stuff down. I'm like, mm, nope. That's the that's the the whole deal right there. It doesn't matter what state law says. State law is, is subordinate to the Constitution, which, so, which is weird. And, and as federal law too, and 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 federal, like every everything comes back down to that. But the fact that a, a judge and and at that point when they swear on oath, and then you're in a in a public courtroom and you're reciting things from the Constitution, and they're like, "Holy shit!" Like we got to get the juror out of here. Like right. we don't want them to hear about this, but it, then the judge still favors in your side. That's surprising. Well, because no, he didn't favor. He didn't favor in my side. This was the thing: is that is that he didn't he didn't favor in my side. He just kept getting knocked on his ass and knocked on his ass, and he didn't know what to do about it. And so, you know, the uh, the prosecutor was was finally like, you know what, we're going to have to do something here. 
right? So we just ended up throwing the whole thing out because he could see already that he was not going to get he was not going to get a prosecution. And we were in there for a jury trial. So the judges, the judges um, authority in that in that respect was already restricted. He couldn't he couldn't make he couldn't just, just declare me guilty. No, it's up to the jury. Right. So the jury is there and they're the authority in the courtroom. So they just got to fucking walk away from the whole thing. All right. They don't have they it, once they really because they don't want to take a loss. And they absolutely do not want to have a jury come back and say, yeah, you know, Mr. Cox, you're right. Here's no, because that sets a, that sets a precedent for the future. Yes, that sets it. A, now it's on, now it's on file. It is now an official case file, just like they reference Supreme Court cases. You now have a case on file where the jury declared you not guilty for something that the judge and the prosecution and the state and the federal government wanted to declare you guilty for. So instead, for that to not be on file, they just drop all charges and throw it out. So let's let's oh, let's just that's so shady. Let's just go back a little bit, okay? Because like you had said, Dan, if we ever need help and any of us are in trouble with the law, that hey, like let's give you a call. Let's take it to the jury. So for anyone who's involved in in going through this process, what are the steps that they could take to take this type of thing to jury? Because think about it, like you just said. Who in the right mind, whenever you get a speeding ticket or you get arrested for marijuana or for mushrooms or whatever it is you get arrested for that you shouldn't get arrested for, in our opinion or in my opinion, you're going to go before a judge and a lawyer, like you said, and they're going to decide what it is or they'll get with your lawyer and say, hey, we can do this type of deal without a jury involved at all. You're not in involving anyone else. Why would you ever want to go through that process when it's just a judge who you have no idea who that person is? The prosecuting attorney is already out to get you and say, hey, fuck you, you broke the law, we're going to get you. That's their one job, by the way, yeah. is to be out for blood. Right. Like the prosecuting they don't attorney. Know you. They don't know you. They On paper, they see what a cop said about the situation. They weren't there, and they don't know what happened. So what the fact that everybody doesn't hate prosecuting attorneys in America, that that shouldn't bother you a little bit, They're the role that they play. Anyway, yeah, that's terrible. Anyway, so anyway. what do people do to, to get a, a jury involved in their in, in whatever it is that they're going through? Well, first thing is make sure that when you go to court, you do not enter a plea because the first thing they're going to pressure you to do is enter a plea. Right. And as soon as you enter a plea, you've you've basically given the judge a door to start making rulings on your case and start looking at evidence and making say, you know, do not plea anything. I don't plea anything. I want a jury trial. Just say that I'm not making a plea. I am. I want a jury trial. I want a jury trial jury trial. And if they say anything about it, you know, well, we don't do jury trials for, for stuff. Just all you got to do is say article three of the United States constitution states plainly that the trial of all crimes shall be by jury. If there's a fine or jail time involved with this thing, then it's a crime and a jury trial is required. It's a requirement. I cannot waive it. It's not a right. Okay. This is the other thing that's important to understand about the Constitution is that when we talk about our rights in the Constitution, those are not those are the, the Constitution does not grant us any rights. The Constitution puts restrictions on the government. So when the Constitution says that there is a right, okay, it's putting that down as a way to put a restriction on the government. Right? So so when we talk about the, the right to trial by jury. That's a requirement. The government is required to do that. You cannot waive a trial by jury. You know, 
you can't come in and say, well, I've decided I want to have a magistrate do this. Like, no, 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 no. You, you may not do that. And you may not be pressured into doing that because the government does not have an option to do it any other way. Plea agreements are, are, are illegal. Uh, pre-trial interventions, pre-trial, any of that stuff. A magistrate's trial, all of those things are illegal when you're dealing with uh, criminal matters. And a criminal matter is any time that a fine or jail time, even if it's, you know, even if it's 30 days, you know, even if the fine is $100, it is a crime. That is a crime that you're being tried for. Does that make sense? 100% mm-hmm. yeah. that makes sense, yeah. Absolutely. And, right. not, and not, not enough people know that. Because no, if, if more so people knew if, that, then... If, if you're driving around without your seatbelt on, uh, then, then you're a criminal, right? Because that could right. be a criminally charged uh, offense. Because so you're, you're getting fined, yeah, because you're getting yeah. fined. And if you get pulled over by the police officer, he's doing that based on, he's coming up and he's saying, I'm accusing you of this crime, right? And, and because you've been accused of a crime, he's going to prosecute on the side of the road. You're not obligated to provide him with any information at all. You cannot be obligated to be, you cannot be obligated to be a witness against yourself. You cannot be compelled to be a witness against yourself. But they do that shit all the time. They, they oh, yeah. compel right, people they to do that. But there right. is, but there aren't any statutes that are that are hitting uh, local police enforcement on like, man, you clearly baited somebody due to lack of uh, law knowledgement or you know knowledge to mm-hmm. to back themselves up. And then oh, they do it all the time. And, right. the, and then they're like that praised their for standard it. Standard operating procedure. Their standard operating procedure for police. And and you know, I am I have never been a supporter of the police. Police and and law enforcement is one of the most un-American things that that um, we've got because those guys those guys are not loyal to the Constitution. They don't. They most of the police are are uh, corporate employees. They're they're employed by uh, cities and towns, which are not really government entities. They're corporations. Absolutely, I've never even thought about guys, it that way. But that's so true. That, that guy Crow. I think I think guy the, uh, the either either the, the guy Crow that came on with y'all or or I listened to one of his podcasts with the guy that he had that was talking about that. Yeah, about case law and shit like that. Yeah, he's had some very interesting people on about that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you really understand who it is you're dealing with, then you know then it becomes a whole lot more clear. You know, you're not even dealing. The guy's got a gun and a badge, and he tries to look all official, but he's not a government employee. He's paid by what pretends to be a government entity, but it's actually a, a corporation, right? That has been that has been sort of pseudo empowered under the under the uh, the state. You know, the state has given them some some authority, but the state doesn't have does is the state's giving out authority that it doesn't have. I've always I, wondered. And I'm not trying to digress too much here, but I've always just a hypothetical. I've always wondered if like on my way home from work, which I, my, my work and my home are real close. It's like a five minute drive, six, seven minute drive, something like that. I've always wondered what would happen just if like I'm driving the speed limit and everything. And let's say my tags are expired or something like that. And a police officer is behind me and they turn on their lights. I've always wondered what would happen if I continued to drive not run, not flee, not accelerate or anything like that. Can you t- continue to obey traffic laws and drive the speed limit, stop at the stoplight whenever it comes on, and then, you know, keep going as soon as it turns green, have him follow me with his lights on, and go all the way to my house and get out of my vehicle and go inside and close the door? 
You wouldn't um, make it to your door. Yeah, no, they they right. shoot your ass. They shoot you. Yeah, they either shoot you or tackle you. That's fu- yeah, I haven't done anything shoot worth shit shooting. I haven't done anything worth that shooting. Doesn't matter. Me. Yeah, right. that doesn't matter this to them. Is, this is this is why it's important to understand who it is you're dealing with. Okay, these these and this is why I'm so opposed to to uh, police and law enforcement um, because they're given they they're they're trained to take control and establish themselves as an authority in every single interaction that they have every time. So when they turn those lights on, the expectation is, is that you are going to stop. If you fail to do that, then they take that as, as a, um, a disrespecting their authority. You know, you're, you're, you know, you're not doing what it is that you should be doing in their eyes. Who I do, in the, I do disrespect the authority. their authority. Who in, who in the right mind, why, how did we get to a point where we allowed people to have that type of authority? To where they're in their vehicle. It wasn't vehicle. up to us, man. No, I know, I understand that, but like the way that you're it describing it, by us. how insane does that sound? That we allowed that to happen worldwide, by the way, may, may I remind everyone, that if <clears throat> you put someone in power that literally went through a year of training, they're in it, or six months, Six By the way, I've the- never elected a police officer. Yeah, and I haven't either. Right. And they are in their car, and they have that power where you don't pull over, right. and it's instant. This is a disrespect to apply, my authority. I can apply to be a police officer. What right do I have to govern y'all? Yeah. That's well, insane. They'll, they'll, they'll tell you. They'll walk you through the whole thing. It's law enforcement. We have these laws that have to be enforced. Well, the 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 they ignore the foundation that, that all authority – in the United States, all governmental authority in the United States comes from the Constitution. That's in Article Six of the Constitution, and every government official is governed by that. Well, the police get around that because they're not technically government officials. They're not. They're they are corporate employees, right? And they are enforcing they're enforcing legislation. That's that's their duty, and that's what the Supreme Court has said. This is an interesting thing. The Supreme Court says that the that the, uh, the the police are not there to serve and protect; they're there to enforce the law. So, if they come into a situation and they determine that that uh, say you called up and, and said that somebody broke into your house, right? And when they get there, you're in the front yard beating the crap out of the guy that that um, broke into your house. Uh, it's it's highly likely that you're going to go to jail for assault and battery, right? And Which wait, is what wait, we were talking I, about I earlier. I called you guys because he broke into my house. But, well, we don't know that. What we know is you. we came up here and 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 uh, you're out here beating the crap out of this guy. We, we, what it comes down to is we really have to understand what the situation that's going on. I, when I went to work today, there were, it was just this person that I interact every once in a while with. I was, and I don't see, see them very often. They're a janitorial service to the place that I work at. And I was like, hey, how are you? And the person just said, I'm okay. And I'm like, well, are you, you're just okay? What's going on? I was at a funeral this on Friday, and there was a shooting. There was a drive-by shooting at the funeral, and that's here in Kansas City, and someone died. So that's just kind of been weighing on me. They didn't know the person, but it, but the person that was having the funeral was worried that they're going to get shot at or because there was a drive-by at the funeral. They said that Kansas, KCMO came, Kansas City, Missouri cops came. Like, there's not much we can do for you. Right. They're, they're known gang affiliates. They're they're involved in gangs. Sorry, we don't know what to do. So they so now you have the cops who are picking and choosing what kind of crimes that they're going to try and interact with. Right. What is what is going on? Like someone died, someone got shot and killed, and I can't do anything about it. Too much paperwork. Yeah. I can pull you over for speeding though. Exactly. 
Like that's mm-hmm. that's the type of environment. That's, that's that we're easy. In. That's easy money because you've been brainwashed to comply. So that's easy money. Like you're gonna pull over. I'm gonna give you a ticket. We're gonna have our little spiel. Now you're gonna pay the city 170 bucks and go on your way. I just made the city money. I just uh, validated myself and my own position and my worth to this city. And now I get paid and all this and blah blah blah. But no, I mean, like a drive-by shooting and all that, like that's pretty intense and someone else can investigate that and it may not even need investigating and there's really nothing we can do about it. Because there's no money to be involved in that. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, they go after the low-hanging fruit. Like when I was, one of my first interactions with the police was when I was about five years old. Our house got broken into and we got robbed. My, my, uh, my mom had taken my sisters and I shopping and we came back and we walked in the house and, you know, I'm just a little kid, so I don't know what the hell's going on, but there's banging around going in the house. My mom figures out that someone has broken in and is still in the house. So she grabbed us. We left, went to the neighbor's house, called the cops. Cops showed up, seemed like forever. The guys were in the house when we, when we were there, their van was parked on a, a dirt road behind our house. So everything's right there. We can, you know, my, my mom could see them. The neighbors could see them you know, doing all this stuff. And the cops showed up and basically told us there was nothing they could do. They didn't even investigate. They didn't even come in the house and see where the guys broke in, you know, how they got into the house or anything like that. They didn't go back to the, to the back where the, the van had been. Right. And they, and what came out later on was that these, these were, these were guys that they had already known about. Right. They knew that these guys had broken into multiple houses around, but, you know, they told us, well, you're not going to get any of your stuff back. Like, well, why are we not getting any of our stuff back? I don't understand that. You know, what, what is the purpose of having you guys around? Which I, aren't, aren't. which I hate to say this, but that's actually completely fine. It's fine that you're not getting any of your stuff back, and it's fine that they didn't do anything, as long as they're also not doing the opposite end, which is pulling you over for temporary tags and shit like that. You can't right. do one and not the other. Right. They're there for a specific right. reason and they're not they're not doing those reasons. If you're not if you're not useful in, you know, people break into my house and you're not some kind of investigation, a crime has been committed, you're not investigating it, you just drop the whole thing, then on the opposite end, there should be no reason for you to exist to pull people over on the side of the road. Right. And it's and it comes down to exactly what you were saying before about selective enforcement. You know, you can you can drive through a uh, there's small towns here. You know, y'all probably have them in Missouri, too. There's small towns here where where the police there, the town makes a whole lot of money off the speeders. And and they they will pull you over for going four miles an hour over the speed. limit. Oh, when I used to. So we don't have that. Luckily, we don't have that in the town that we live in very much. But there is there's a specific spot near a casino in Kansas City where it happens. And there's a specific specific spot where I used to live in Platte City, Missouri, where it happened all the time, where it was literally the road, it changed. It was a whole bunch of woods and trees and everything, and you cannot legibly see the signs. But mm-hmm. between Platte City and Feral View, it changed from 45 miles an hour to 25 miles an hour about half a mile before you got into town. But there were no signals that you were getting into town. If you had never been on that road before, you would have never known. It says 45, 45, 45, you're going. 
and then all of a sudden, a whole bunch of trees, overgrown bush, bushes. It looks like a tunnel, basically, because of the foliage. It changes to 25, and there's a cop right after that sign. Yeah. Cop knows what he's doing. Just making money. Oh, yeah. Just making money. Yep. They, and, and the thing, too, is, is that these guys will, will pick and choose who it is. You can be driving through one of these towns and, you know, driving along with traffic, right? And they'll just decide who it is they're going to pull over, right? They'll just go eeny, meeny, miny, mo. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, same thing with when you're when you're going down uh, down the interstate. You know, everybody's going down the interstate usually about ten miles an hour, nine miles an hour over the speed limit, and they'll just pick one person out. It's like, okay, you know, how did you decide that that you're going to to arrest this one person? Out of out of all these people that are that are doing it, does you know? does the good outweigh the bad? Like, what's the purpose of cops? Like you said, it's to enforce law or whatever specific law is going on in that in that in that state at any specific time, because each state has their own constitution. Each state's passing legislation that happens within their state that affects every citizen that lives in that state. So and when, so, what we have to find what we have to find out here is like we've talked about it many times, Dan. You've been on the show many times. Is like are police really even necessary because everything that we've talked about tonight specifically states that most likely no, they're not really the answer because when you have a well-regulated community, not necessarily even a militia, a community, which you could probably intertwine the two and call them the same. Mm -hmm. Let's just all get together as a community and let's just do this on our own. And you You know, you know what I'm saying? Like like, what, what about paramedics though? So what about paramedics and more like, uh, like firefighters and paramedics firefighters and EMS and, and all paramedics. that. I mean, I, I think extremely necessary. Yeah, nine one one service for sure. Yeah, not so much police. I, I mean, like with my step. But who do you interact with the most? So, like my, and this was an interaction that it was extremely terrible for me because I mean, I've I've been arrested three times, all for marijuana in my younger days. Uh, SWAT team in my house, all that bullshit. Um, my stepdad passed away. I think it was like five or six years ago, and he had had a heart attack. And when he had a heart attack, like my mom called 911, they come, um, I show up to the house I lived at the time, luckily I was really close, I show up to the house, it was really a surreal moment, well the paramedics came, they tried to revive him, they tried to revive him, very grateful for the paramedics by the way, I, like you said, like they're very necessary, and they tried to revive him for like probably 20 to 30 minutes and then they come out and they're like, well no, like we can't save him. But then, like, detectives show up, and, like, a, a cop shows up. The cop's very understanding of the situation. But then a detective shows up, and I see him talking to another detective in my house. Mm-hmm. Not even five feet away from where my stepdad died, joking and having a conversation with each other, laughing. So Which they don't even need to be there. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just... So for me, like, when you say paramedics, yes, they're very necessary. But when you bring in the police aspect... And, and I know the, the, the detective that I'm talking about... I, I really respect the guy, but in that situation, I was like, man, this is really unprofessional. You know, what I, mean? I don't even know why I'm bringing it up, but let me, let me ask you this real quick, Dan. If you were to come up to a police officer uh, without being any in any kind of pulled over scenario or, or anything, and you ask to see the police ID, uh, do, do they have to show it to you? In, in the same ma- manner that they ask to see your ID for no reason, can you not do the same thing to them? Their driver's license, not their badge. Yeah. Can, can I see your ID, sir? Like, like, can you ask for that? Uh, you can, but that's, that's, I would not recommend it. They're above the law. They're not going <laughs> to show you. Why? Because you're stepping, I wouldn't on, recommend you're stepping it either. on some toes? Right. 
because because in every situation they're trained to be the authority to establish authority to take control and to be in charge so the minute that you come up to them and you start doing anything that that they consider to be some kind of disrespect of their authority uh they're going to turn that situation around on you right it's poking the bear i was going to say even if they don't one thing to it's one thing to troll them and 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 you know and bring them in and 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 get them into a situation where you kind of know what's going on but going up and asking them for for id is really kind of unless you've got a whole plan about how you're going to handle that that's just not a good idea but but like, when, hold on, there, but when there's you, no sense to where i could ask a police officer to man can you put your firearm up on top of the car for for the safety of myself like can you put your firearm up on top of the car to where you know well, while I'm while I'm talking yeah. to you, you got to think about it like this, though. You know, like with with everything that happened with George. Oh, you Ford. laughed at that, but is that not you know me but, as a citizen I mean, can yeah, can ask that? That's that, true, that but actually, that is actually a legitimate request. Yeah, because you are in danger. Yes. Whenever, can, whenever you interact with a police officer, he's armed and he's. And I'm he unarmed. Is, can you put your right. firearm away? Yes, like that's reasonable. Mm-hmm, that is. But the, the, I wouldn't even say that this is really even – so you you look at what happened with George Floyd last year and, like, how much police have been put on blast. In the video that you showed me earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if those were videos from this year because you see a lot of cops starting to conform with people and what they're asking. Like, hey, I'll, can I'll I see – I'll, I'll, I'll send there that are... shit to you. You need to send that to Dan, what, which what, is obviously for more comedic it's, purposes. It's, yeah, that's but, a joke. But that's I, a it's comedy more comedic, video. But still, there, there, is some, there is something there. What I'm saying is cops are being they're, – they're being more looked at. You, you see defund the police in, in Minnesota. And there, I had a recent guest that came in to where I work, and he lived in Minnesota. I was like, hey, man, how is it like up there in Minnesota? And he's like, dude, it's terrible. There are no cops – a lot of cops are just resigning. He's like, crime went out the roof. It's insane. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I mean, I I don't know really where I'm going with this, but I think that like cops are being put on blast. So they're but like, the- I don't want to be put. The cops are like, I don't want to be put in that position to where, like, they're forced to like to do these types of things. But at the same you're time, you're wanting more scrutiny. Like oh, you're talking oh, no. about because they're under more scrutiny is what they've always should. What a- and that's what been? I'm saying. What I'm saying is, in and light it's of been your, allowed to be be run amok. In light of everything that's with happened, police officers. In light of everything that's happened, I think it's a good thing that they're being put on blast, so people actually see, like, what's going on in this in this type of environment. The other thing is, we have as a society accepted police officers and accepted the uh, service that they provide, so we're no longer allowed to protect ourselves, which is the inherent problem. Because, for example, you talk about. Imagine if all of a sudden the police officers in our town left. There were no police officers whatsoever or a bigger town. Let's say Kansas City. Let's say Kansas City downtown. There would be more crime. All these things would happen. The problem is in the world we live in, you're not allowed to defend yourself without being under scrutiny. If someone comes into my house right now, if someone comes into this house and they pull a gun out and then I shoot them, clearly they pulled a gun out first. They were acting in a offensive or whatever, you know what I mean? Like they're threatening my life or threatening my friend's life and I shoot them in self-defense. I now go to trial. Like I am officially charged with the crime of murder until proven that it's self-defense. And there's a whole process there. It cost me a ton of money. It cost me reputation, cost me media time, all this different stuff, uh, let alone just not just money, but my actual time and my ability to make money and live my life freely. It costs me all these things, so you're not allowed to do it. The same with corporations don't allow you to do it. So the place that you work, if someone comes in and they get drunk at the bar 
and you try to remove them from that bar, your corporation will fire you if you forcibly remove them. The policy at hand is to call the police and have them deal with it. When in all reality, if it's your place of work and this is a company that you work for and this person is out of hand, you should be able to forcibly with three other people, your manager gets involved, two other people get involved, and you forcibly remove them from the business. And that's the end of the story. There should be no more to it. 100%. But in this society, we don't do that because we've relied on the police. What I'm saying is, like, in light of everything that happened, like, two years ago with George Floyd, like, I think police are understand, like, they're being watched. No, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying that that's the reason that, like, you talk about crime rates and stuff, because people still aren't allowed to defend themselves. I I, I didn't mean to bring that up. I'm specifically saying that they know they're being watched now. Like, when you showed me that video and they're actually answering the question, like, hey, where's your ID? And he's like, yeah, I got my ID. Like, 10 years ago, you should, like, you you try and have that same video copy, like, no, fuck you. I'm not going to show you my D. Like, please are on blast now. Dude, dude. in the 80s, you would have got the shit beat out of you. Yeah. If you were to ask that that question to a cop. That's what I'm saying. Like, please. He'd just been like, no. So, like, no, slow, I'm beating slow, the shit out of you right now. Within this conversation, and it, I don't think it's due to anything we're talking about. It's not due to anything we're talking about and why police should do something a certain way or why they even exist. They're being put on blast now. And I think that that is somewhat of a good thing. It's a good thing. It's called accountability. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But again, Go ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. Sorry. Well, that's, I mean, that's something that's something that we definitely need more of. We need more accountability for what the government is is doing. You know, people need to stop um, just accepting this stuff because, like you said, we we're not allowed to defend ourselves anymore. You're not. We have we have, we have given that responsibility over to the government, and everything that you allow the government to do means that you have given them you have you have given away your responsibilities. And the important thing to remember is, you know, we, we talk about America being the land of the free and freedom and everything like that. Well, we've been sold a, a wrong idea of freedom. Snake oil, freedom. baby. Well, yeah, freedom, <laughs> freedom is not freedom is not, you know, I get to do whatever I want. You know, that's not freedom. Freedom is responsibility. Freedom is is the ability to govern yourself and make the decisions for yourself and take the consequences of those decisions. That's what freedom is. You know, freedom is, is not, you know, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go out here and assless chaps and, you know, and and talk and, and be an asshole to all these people. And, and you can't say anything because it's freedom of speech. It's like, damn it. No, that ain't it at all. That means you decide that's what you want to do and you accept the consequences of that. So if you come walking down the street and I'm there with my kids and I see it and I decide to knock you out. That's fine. What? That was the consequences of your decision. Yep. You know, that's not an acceptable thing to be doing out in public. And, you know, according to, to, to most of the people around us. And if people disagree with that, you know, we can go to court and have a jury. Decide. And that's that's yeah. the other. And I was going to say, that's the other thing. That's what the courts are for. And also, if you were to do that and beat up this person, but then 20 other people around all say that you're in the wrong there and they should be allowed to do this, then maybe you are in the wrong, Dan. Maybe. And that's up to the, then, that's up then, to the, the a juror of your peers. Correct. Has no, you don't need police officers for that, right? But then you know the thing is, is that is that you know it's it comes down to responsibility. If we're going to allow the government to do all this stuff, then that means that we have we have abdicated our responsibilities. We've decided we've decided that that you know my personal safety is not my responsibility anymore. I have to I have to call somebody on the phone, which is ridiculous, right? And and the the the. The thing that goes along with that now is that not only is 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 my personal responsibility 
are my personal safety no longer my responsibility. I've abdicated that responsibility. That also means that I've abdicated the responsibility of making sure that the people around me are safe. You know, when we're all when we're all taking responsibility for our own safety, you know, it just goes along with the fact that that we're looking out for the area around us and the people that are that are in that area. Right. And it doesn't have to be any kind of altruistic, you know, I'm a good person kind of thing. You know, if if you are under a physical threat and you're in my presence, that physical threat is just as much a threat to me as it is to you. Right. There's nothing to say that 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 attack that's happening to you is not going to come to me next. So it, it's in my it's in my best interest to eliminate the threat to you. You know, no matter how I feel about you or no matter what's going on with it, you know, just end it. Just stop it, because that could come to me. You know, and we can look at it as a different way of being, you know, it's all good for society. Well, yeah, it is good for society. But let's just take it and just say. Just just forget about all that stuff. Let's just just break it down to be real selfish. I'm going to take responsibility for my safety. And in doing that, that means I'm, I'm taking responsibility for the area around me and the people in that area. And if everybody does that, that's when you get into the society aspect of it, where it all works better. Right. Once again, I talk about the bar thing and the fact that our, our companies have told us that, like, you'll you'll be fired because... We don't want to hurt people's feelings if you kick someone out of the bar or whatever. Like, you're not allowed to... You can't physically touch them. You can't physically remove them from whatever. He just hit a woman. Like, he just he just hit a man. It doesn't matter. He just hit someone. He got drunk and he hit someone. I should be able to physically remove them from my place of work. 100%. That is my responsibility, along with my co-employees. Like, community. Community responsibility, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't have fear of losing, losing your job. Yeah. Or worse, government intervention i think like a, like we that's one of the bad things about about corporations you know this is this is why corporations don't survive in a capitalist in a capitalist economy a capitalist society because in a capitalist society we have individual ownership you know if you're working in a bar right i mean it used to be just regular regular i remember going into into bars when i was a kid it used to just be regular that behind the bar there was there was baseball bats and guns and if things got unruly to to a certain point, you know, the bartender, you, you could expect that there was going to be some retribution. They got bouncers and everything there. You know, you're going to get beat up and thrown out. And, and you know, if you want to go and complain to somebody about it, tough luck. It's just, you know. There's places where the, there's places where the bouncers can't do anything. The bouncers are there as a fear tactic. They're just there to look big. So, I mean, They're still not allowed to physically touch the people. You got, right. you, you got to go back to the, the like the fundamentals of all of this. And like, Dan, you've been on the podcast many times and you say this is the freest country, man. Um, to this date, it's still the freest country. But uh, like within, within having this conversation, that's not the case, man. We lost it a long time ago. Whenever you talk about bars that used to be able to do these types of things and we went away from that probably 30, 40 years ago. And like when you're sitting there describing that, like, dude, I, I mean – I would take privilege as a bartender. Like, Hey, if you get out of hand, like I'm going to deal with you. Like you're in my place of work. This is where I make money. You're fucking with my money. I'm fucking with you and my customers who I feel responsible for. Like, I don't need to call it like, like call uh, law enforcement and get this handled. Like I'm going to handle it myself. And of course, if I need help, I will ask for help. And there's help within the establishment that I work at that can help me out with this situation. You know what I'm saying? Is the federal government, uh, what is most represented whenever people think about the United States? 100% countries. 100%. This is the fucking problem. Yeah. That's the problem. Not people like me and you. 
in sitting down well, and having conversation and talking about shit like this. Like we're people like like you. We want the same things. Realistically, we all want the same things. But it's well, our federal government that's ruining ruining shit. Well, so. here's the here's the thing, and, and I hope that this is encouraging to you guys because here's here's the thing is that I'm sure all of y'all have started a new job, right? Yeah. Like not I like I don't mean like right now. Yeah. But We've absolutely. all started a, a job before. Had you, that feeling. You've gone Had into that a feeling. new place of employment, right? You go into a new place of employment, and and basically, you know, you have to learn everything that everybody else is doing. You know, they don't adapt to you. You you got to learn how they do stuff, right? Well, America is is like a new employee, only this new employee doesn't do things the way that everybody else does, right? So, so what we have here in America, you can't find it anywhere else in the world. It's never existed. In the history of the world, America has never existed. You know, until the Constitution came along, there was theories about it. There was, there was you know, things that were sort of in that direction, but America is a, is a unique thing. And so there isn't any precedent. There isn't anything to look back to and say, how do we do this? Right. All the, all the things that have been happening is everybody looks around the world and says, well, how do they do it in Portugal? Hey, we should do it that way. It's like, no, we should not do it that way because Portugal is an authoritarian government. Well, we should do it like they do in England. No, because England is an authoritarian government, you know, the, the, all the things that, that people point to about how things are done in other countries do not apply to the to America. And that's the, the one of the big problems that we've had for a long time is that we continue to look around the world and say we need some instruction about how to handle things. The only instruction that we have for how we should do things is within the Constitution. And it's a unique pathway. It's a new pathway that, that has no um, – it has uh, um, no – um, no uh, a predicate to it. There's no. There's no precedent. There's nothing to look at and say, "Hey, we should. We should follow this example." Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it does. And you have. And people- I hope that's encouraging because it's like it's like you know we've we've had all this regression from where we should have been, but the regression is not because of the fault of our own system or or the fault of our constitution. The regression is the fact that nobody knows nobody knows how to do things so we keep looking in the wrong place for the for the instructions everyone's looking for answers everyone's and, and we've been looking for answers on this podcast for a very long time and I, I don't know if jesse and johnny agree with me on this but like whenever i talked to pat last week it was like a breath of fresh air it truly was and i know on the opening of the podcast we kind of talked about it about what pat's doing nope. Keep going. We might have lost Dan for a moment, but yeah, keep going. But, but like the, the, that, that was legitimately, it's like, it's like, what do we do? Like, what do we do against this type of situation? What do we do about this government that's overarching? And we talk about uh, these corporations that are ruling the world and the, all this money that's involved. And you're talking big money and all this shit. And you have someone like Pat and Caleb and, and the Missouri Liberty Alliance that I'm not saying they figured it out. But golly, they, but golly, man, they, they figured something out. Like they, they actually made yes. something work. Like I'm not we're not talking about violence. We're not talking about a revolution. It's Constitutionally a, based. Yes. It's a revolution like, in in its own. But like that's something sound. Like what do you do to combat this? And and we have this whole conversation. And I want to bring it back to what Pat's doing. And I think this is very important. 
is he is being involved with the legislator the the legislators in Missouri. He's being involved he's with his hands dirty. with senators he's getting his and, hands dirty. and house representatives and like you said Johnny putting them on blast on a website and and right now maybe there's only a couple thousand people that look at that website but in a couple years it could be even more thousands of people like he is someone who is trying to hold politicians accountable. And as many podcasts as we have and we've had a lot of them over 175 and as many times as we've talked about government corruption and what do we do, and as many times as we've had Dan on and we talk about the Constitution and how important it is and how we should follow the Constitution, people have to wake up the next day and make the Constitution happen. We can't just sit here and talk about it on a podcast. Pat is doing that. Pat is waking up the next day and he is implementing the Constitution. Dan is going to court and he is implementing the Constitution not enough people are doing that. Right. Dan is one, Dan is the 1% when he goes to court and he says, let me get a jury. He's the 1%, probably even less. Nobody does that, man. That's what I I'm didn't saying. do it. That's I didn't what do I'm, it. That's because, what I'm saying. Because they don't care. Because but, they feel powerless. But hold on. Dan, you are the 1%. And God bless you, man. And Pat God is the 1%. You. People, there is still a small group of people within the United States that are standing up for the Constitution. And we need more people like that. That's all I'm saying. And having... Having Pat on last week and him describing the situation that he's going through, it's beautiful. Having you on and, like, dude, like, you were, whenever I, 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 Dan, I talk to guests at my work and say, I'm having Dan on tonight on the podcast. He's a constitutionalist. Like, dude, like, I talk about you. You know what I'm saying? Maybe your ears itch or maybe your nose itches. I don't know, man. But I talk about you with people that I don't even, like, I don't even know who they are and I just let them know who you are. Like, that's what we need. We need people to stand up for the Constitution and not just talk about it. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And the, and the thing, the th- I think one of the great things about what you're talking about with Pat is is he's found something, and he's found that loose thread to start pulling and just unraveling everything, right? If he starts, if he continues to pull on that thing, you know, he's got the opportunity to, to, to get a whole lot of people to start paying attention to, to what it is that he's doing. Because I think one of the things that happens with a lot of people is everybody – Everybody complies because they're scared. What's going to happen if I don't, right? Because I've talked to people for a long time about, about um, you know, the police don't have the authority to do this and they don't have the authority to do that. And I do that. You know, it's like they come up and they're they're talking to me. I'm like, yeah, no, you're not getting my ID. No, it's not happening. Or, or I don't say anything to them, right? But most people, most people when that situation happens – you know, your heartbeat starts racing, and the first thing they do is they try and figure out some way to get out of that situation. So they start running their mouth, and they don't realize that they're digging their hole deeper. They're just giving that cop everything that he needs. They're never there to help you. Right. Right. They aren't. The cop may say, hey, I'm trying to help you out right now. I'm trying to be your friend. This yeah. is your best. That is a lie. Yeah. That is always a lie. <laughs> All I was going to do was just give you a warning ticket. I was just going to give you a warning and nope. let you go along your nope. way. But you decided to do it. You decided you wanted to do it the hard way. It's like, no, you decided that you wanted to come here and interfere with me illegally. You wanted to come over and, and falsely arrest me, carry out a prosecution on the side of the road, try and compel me to be a witness against myself and do an investigation, seize my person and, and take me to jail illegally. I mean, you can't even be... The cops can't even pick you up and take you to jail and hold you, right? That's illegal for them to do because the only reason that you can be held until your trial, you know, or prior to a trial 
is when it's been determined by a grand jury that there's reason to hold you. That's powerful. Now, I will say real quick for the point of because someone in the comments might mention it or even if they don't mention it in the comments, they might be thinking it. A viewer might be thinking it. I have to say it for the point of conversation, even though I know we're running over time and all that. No, we're good. But for devil's advocate here. What does that mean for someone who is like, let's say we were to follow this and we were to go by the Constitution to a T and actually do things the way they're supposed to be done? Mm -hmm. Devil's advocate, what happens when there is someone who is speeding down a city road, not even the highway, a city road going 130 miles an hour? Like well, what? Like um, what do we do in that situation? They're they're obviously at that point this still causing potential. This still happens with cops today. People still yep. drive down the road going cops, 130 well, miles. Cops are the ones that are doing it. But yeah, true oh, that. Regard, true that. Hold up. Regardless, <laughs> for the point of you get what I'm getting at. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What right. is you know what I mean? Like the fear is what stopped us from doing that. The fear of police police has stopped us from speeding and all that. But what I'm saying is, what happens when there are those people that are going down the highway See, in high traffic situations? going 140 miles an Dan hour. doesn't even have to answer that because you go back to community and you have a community involved in saying like, hey, we're going to teach people. And if, and if you see, if there's that neighbor and they notice that... There's always that jackass, man. Well, yeah, but they, they notice that orange Mustang that's going 140 miles an hour and it's past their house. Hey, fucking Scott just went 140 miles past your house. We're going to find out where you... You know what I'm do, saying? Like, Do you, you, you give up to, all your freedoms? Do you give up all your freedoms and rights for one, like a couple jackasses, basically? No, you're right. You're right. That's you know a good I mean? way to... Like, like I said, you give I'm, up all, I'm, once again, shit playing for devil's advocate fucking, here. Fucking assholes. Like, I think yeah. if you have community involved more so than not, then then I agree is, with I agree with both of you. I'm just asking and the that's question. How it used sure. to be. No, I actually knew a federal officer. Uh, one of my best friends at the time was dating a girl who had um, a federal um, agent as a father, and he would talk about, "Hey, man, we get like two calls, three calls from domestic abuse, and." And she just wouldn't like do anything and press like charges. She wouldn't on press the guy. charges or... So we took him out back the third time and we never heard back from that house. And we, we fucking handled it. I heard that from like a federal level agent. And this is like way back in the day is what he was talking about. I'll never say names or anything like that. But he was like, Yeah. Right. Yeah, we never heard back from him. Because yeah, we took care of it. Yeah. She right. she's and too I... timid. She's too timid, but we we took care of it. Yeah, quit beating your fucking wife, or we'll we'll come back, and it'll be the last time we come back. And right. that that dude was hurt, you know. Sometimes that's what it takes, you know. And the thing, and and the thing is, is that is that I don't disagree with what the cops did. I just disagree with the fact that the cops did it. If that makes sense, see, that's something that you and I should be doing. Oh, right? oh, yeah, oh, no, something, yeah. When we know about something like that in our neighborhood, that's something. But that responsibility has been removed from us. If you and I do that now, right, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's we, not the Andy we, Griffith we, show, right? It's not the Andy Griffith right. show anymore. It's not right. Barney Barney and Andy anymore. That's that's not the right. world we're fucking living in. Right. And it's not a situation where, you know, now the cops go over there and they just make their decision and, and they prosecute the guy, you know, doesn't it? it let's, let's just. No, now we go to jail for beating the shit out right. of him, doing the right thing. Right. Or you don't beat him up, though, and he and he goes. Though, you know, she's sitting there, and her, you know her her orbital on her eyes broken, and she's all got a bloody lip, and she's missing the tooth, and you know, and and it's obvious that he's beaten her like you know ten times, and we go over and 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 handle him, 
and make sure that, that, you know, he ain't going to do something like that again. You know, we just take his ability to do something like that away from him and send him on his way. We're the ones who are going to get in trouble for that. Absolutely. But that's, that's how the world has worked. It's how it for, should function, for way right? Longer, for way longer than anything has ever, you know, we've right. always been able to police ourselves as, as human beings. That's just kind of how that works. But. That's, that's I think freedom. the I think the biggest that's thing, yeah. the biggest thing that I've taken from this whole conversation tonight, if there's something I could leave other people with, and the biggest thing I've taken out of it, is when you compared freedom to responsibility, and talked about the fact that so good are because we all want it, not just not just men, by the way, women too. Like every individual, like every individual wants to have something they are responsible for, and wants to be responsible. That is part of freedom, and when you take that away, it's like. What are you doing? What am I doing with my life? Right. Like, we, you need that level of responsibility, and we're not allowed. We have given up our responsibility to the government. That's the mm-hmm. biggest thing I've taken away from this tonight is the fact that we've given away our ability to be responsible for stuff. Who are some of the most uneducated people I've ever met in my fucking life. <laughs> but. And, the, and the thing is, is that, is that with responsibility comes purpose. And, and you'd look around and there's so many people today that have no purpose, right? And not, not that I, not that they, not that they're useless, but they, they just are going around aimlessly. They're spending their time paying bills, trying to save up enough money to go on a vacation. We're lost. We're a generation of right. the lost. Right. And so it's all this leisure stuff. It's like, you know, my excitement is going to be that I've saved up enough money to go on a cruise. It's like, why don't you just flush the money down the toilet? Right. Why? Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you save up the money to do something that is building, that is creating, that is that is, you know, putting something together for you to have in the future? You know, we're builders and creators. We are we are uh, we are the people who run the world. That's why America is such a threat to everybody else around the world. That's why we're under attack. It's, it's because we are the builders and creators. We are the leaders of the world. We're leading the rest of the world to the free world, and we are a threat to every other government on the planet. And if they don't take us out, we're going to take them out. They're not by, not by going and invading them, but, but just by sitting here doing our thing. Because they can't compete with us economically. Right? They cannot compete with us. Before World War II, before the government got heavily involved in our in our, our economy, before World War II, there were one over 150 different automobile manufacturers in the United States. And those were viable companies that were able to make a profit and, and stay in business until the government got involved in the economy. 150 of them. Just think about that. That was the kind of economy that we had. That was the kind of freedom that we had. And the government shut all that down so that by 1980, there were three, three major manufacturers. Yeah. Chevy, Ford, and Dodge, slash Chrysler, yeah. slash Jeep, whatever. You had GMC, which was Chevy, all that jazz. Right. Yeah, General Motors, General Motors, Ford, and and, and Chrysler. That was it. But um, but I, I do want to get back to that thing where you were playing devil's advocate. With with you know the guys the guys speeding you know like like um, Paul was saying that happens already you know but the problem is exacerbated by the fact that we have police suddenly deciding to get involved and now this guy who was just putting the, the pedal to the metal and he wanted to see how fast his car was go would go and was going to slow down 
Now, all of a sudden, he got caught by the cops and they're chasing him. Now, mm -hmm. he can't slow down. Now, he can't stop. You know, now he's like in a panic. You know, every once in a while, you get these, these people who do this stuff and sometimes they cause wrecks. You know, sometimes they, they crash themselves. But a lot of times, all it is, is is, you know, just somebody who's just decided that, you know, here's a clear stretch of road. I'm going to just. No, you're, you're right, because in, in, in general, if I wasn't scared of the police and stuff, I, I'm smart enough to know, and I assume that the average person is smart enough to know that on a clear stretch of land or whatever, if I want to take my, if I want to take my car up to 110 real quick for, you know, 30 seconds, I can do that, Yeah, what's the point? and it'll be fine. Yeah, right, and you should be allowed to do that, because you're going to accept the consequences of your actions. If you decide to do that, and, and, you know, it turns out to, uh, to not be a clear stretch road. Somebody pulls out and you hit them, right? Okay. Or a deer jumps out, you know, or you blow a tire or something like that. Mm -hmm. You're going to accept the consequences of that. But the, the police are coming in and saying, no, we're going to impose some consequences on you yeah. for no reason. Yeah. Right. For absolutely. It's no like minority report. Yeah. Stopping crimes before they happen. Mm -hmm. And but not just stop. No, sorry. Let me rephrase. Not stopping crimes before they happen. Prosecuting people on crimes yeah. before they've happened. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that's a good way. Hey, Dan, your alarm went off, by the way. Just yeah, a heads up. We're a little bit over an hour. So uh, I think we'll leave with that, man. There's a lot of good information in this podcast, man. A lot. I don't know if there's any lasting things that you guys have, but there, there was a, that was jam packed, man. It's jam packed with a lot of good, inf good information. Dan, I always enjoy talking to you. It's always a good conversation. I like well, it. I'm always glad, good. I really man. enjoy talking to you guys too. You know, it's always it's always been fun from the very first time. I've always enjoyed this. And just to think that Facebook connected us, man. Yeah. It's one good funny. thing that came out of social media. Don't give the Zuck any more credit than <laughs> yeah. he deserves. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah, well, I'm currently I'm currently I'm currently trying to not get another thirty day ban on on uh, Facebook. Best of luck. My my account has been my account has been open and free for about three days now, so we'll see how much longer I can last. <laughs> Probably not much <laughs> longer. Uh, well, it's always a pleasure, man. A, a lot of good information. Uh, I don't know. It, so you were able to get back into your Constitution page on Facebook, yeah, and and, pa and posting on that. Mm -hmm. Fantastic, man. Hopefully, there's a lot of uh, traffic going through that, and people are are you know, being informed on what it is that you're presenting to them with the Constitution and how important it is. Man, read the Constitution. Extremely it's real easy to read. Important. I've done it. It's real easy to read. And I did it because of Dan. It took me a couple times. It took you telling me to do it a couple times. But finally, after like our third podcast or second or third podcast, I was like, you know what? Screw it. Bored at home one day, looked it up, read through the whole thing, read through it again, whatnot. It's super easy to understand. It's real basic. Right. And the more, and the more that you read it, the, the more clear it will become that it's a blueprint it's a plan it is it is a plan it's not just a bunch of lines no if we stuff. just if we just followed it stuff would work out okay yeah oh yeah oh yeah it'd be amazing 99 percent of the problems that we have would be solved by the constitution 95 percent of them would be solved by just implementing the, the militia if we just did the militia which is required by the constitution it's in article one and in the second amendment 95% of the problems that we have would be taken care of. And I almost want to go out there and venture and say that the Constitution is almost basically just common sense in general. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's really not even the Constitution. It's just common sense of being a human being. 
And I know everyone's different and blah, blah, blah. But for the most part, I'm, in my opinion, it's common sense. I think everybody can agree on the one thing that we've always said, which is a variation of the golden rule. It's kind of like the do unto who, others as you do unto yourself. Who Earl. hates on the who but, hates on the Constitution? But honestly, just besides hey, government officials, freedom. There's a lot of people. It's outdated. It's just an old document. Oh, it needs it's to racist. be changed. Yeah, all freedom is do whatever you want. Just don't harm other people. That's it. Don't harm. Yeah. Don't you know? Don't go out of your way to make someone else's day shittier. Other than that, do whatever you want. You want to collect rainwater? Collect fucking rainwater. Who the fuck cares? Yes. You want to build a fence? Build a fence. Now, if your neighbor is upset about the fence, y'all come to an agreement between the two of you. Other than that, though, why does the city need to be involved? Right. We've dealt with, yeah, we've dealt with something recently with some, a couple of weeds that were in our yard that the city got called about or whatever. And it was like, hey, man, just. just." There's a lot more underlining lining issues. I know. I know. There's there's more to it. It's not just weeds. You got to tell me about this because I don't no idea what you guys are talking about. It's not that big of a deal. Dan, appreciate you coming on, man. It's always a pleasure. Uh, So people can still find you on your Facebook page. What's it called, man? Uh, uh, It is called the Constitution of the United States. On Facebook? On Facebook, yeah. And that's where people can find your work and what you do and, and anything else where yep. they can find you they could they can also find me on my personal facebook page when i'm not banned <laughs> <laughs> so you know i'm i'm available and, and accessible you know people are free to message me or or you know comment on my page my page is public you know as is the constitution page i try and keep up with the comments and everything like that if you know if people want to get into a, a discussion or a debate or an argument or whatever like that i'm i'm always up for that so rock on man well as always thanks for joining talk junkies man it's always a pleasure to have you on i hope to talk to you soon and hope you do well well thank you sir it's a pleasure being here hope you all have a good one i'll talk to you all later will do have a good night take it easy love you boys love you too man love you too well there you have it ladies and gentlemen dan uh from the constitution of the united states on facebook check him out uh on facebook if you search for that he's just a a very nice guy to have on the show always appreciative of dan coming on um hope you guys enjoyed it to all our junkies out there stay fly and ring the bell